0: Hey,
1: Ronald, how are you today, bud?
0: Hey, I'm all right. How are you doing, my man?
1: Doing excellent, bro. How was your run this morning?
0: Oh, it was good, man. You know, it was the first run back, getting back in shape, you know. I'm getting right back on track. Feeling good.
1: So you just all fought right. on
0: Saturday, you know, fresh off a very impressive win this past Saturday night
1: on the Charlo vs. Hogan undercars on Showtime from Brooklyn. That's what's up, bro. You're running already.
0: You're right yep. back hey. out there grinding. Yes, sir. It was, a, it was a great fight, you know, but I, I didn't get hurt, didn't take no bumps, no damage, didn't even get a bloody lip, so might as well just get right back in. Took a few days off, and now I'm back to running my five, six miles, feeling great. Yeah, man,
1: got to respect that. Congratulations on your most recent 10-round decision win over Emmanuel Aleem. Yo, that was a good fight, and that's a, that's a good win on your record right there, buddy. Tell us about
0: that fight. Oh, yeah, that fight going in, you know, I went down to 160, actually. Uh, I was a super middleweight. I was giving up too much weight, so I felt like, all right, I'll go down, and I jump right in there. Alim, you know, credit to him. He's a solid fighter. He always comes to fight. He's an action-packed fighter. But we went in there. We had a game plan. We stuck to it, and the results show. It was, it was good. It was great.
1: Absolutely, man.
0: Tell us about yourself, where you grew up, how you got into boxing. All right, I grew up in Lynn, Massachusetts. Uh, you know, a little gritty place. It's cool. It's cold as shit. Right now I'm living in L.A. Um, I got into boxing with, by my uncle. My father used to always swear he was a karate master. If you ask him, he could whoop Bruce Lee's ass. And um, I was doing karate for a little bit, and it was it just got too slow. One point here, two points there, they break. And I told him I need something more because then I started playing football. My uncle threw me in. He said, I know about a gym. And it just took off from there.
1: So, you know, me being from the East Coast originally, I recently, in the past five years, moved to Las Vegas. I'm originally from New Jersey, New York area, you know. Yep. And you being from, you know, the East Coast as well, moving over to uh, L.A. How was the transformation moving the over transformation. from coast to coast?
0: Yeah. coast to coast, uh, you know, at first, but like, once you feel the weather and all that, you know, because you've been there, it's great. Like, you're just getting out in... And I don't know if it's just me, but everybody on the West, it's a different attitude. I don't know if it's the weather, if it's cold as shit back home, everybody's nice out here. <laughs> That's everybody's what I'm nice saying. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I noticed that yeah. immediately when I came out, you know, like, I'm like, man, everyone's just much more chill. I got to calm down because I got that East Coast aggression, you know, so now it's like night and day. Like, I think that the weather has a lot to do with it for sure. And yeah. the aesthetics, you know, it's real yeah. pretty on the, on the uh, West Coast.
0: Absolutely. You know, even in the most dangerous places, is palm trees, so you got to smile, you know?
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's funny, because I've always said that to my girl. I'm like, you know, even in, like, the ghetto areas, it still, like, looks better than where I come from, because at least you have, like, a tropical tree just chilling, you
0: know? (laughs) Yep. Street cleaning, you know, they're privileged over here. I'm not complaining. I love it. You can tell (laughs) right at the airport, everybody's smiling and stuff. It's like, hey.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely, man. So, uh, did you
0: have a favorite fighter growing up? Like someone that inspired you to lace up the gloves? Yeah. um, I always like Tommy Hearns, Marvin Hagler, Roberto Duran. Those are my favorite. But Marvin Hagler and Tommy Hearns is probably my favorite. Those are great choices Uh, right there, man. Yeah.
1: So, what's your daily routine for fitness? You seem like a guy that's always in shape, you got tremendous conditioning. And I watch your fights, and your stamina seems real good. Your physique looks excellent. What's your routine? What do you do to stay in shape?
0: Uh, To stay in shape, like, now, you know, I got back running right away. I'm always running. That's one thing that I always put in, even when I'm not, even when I'm off, when I'm injured, got a broken hand, I got the cast, I'm still out there running, doing what I got to do. My routine, wake up in the morning, I put in uh, at least six miles, five miles. I run a lot. And, you know, I got that from Marvin Hagel, once again, quoting him. He said if he fights 12 rounds, he said he's running 12 miles. I fight 10, 10 rounds, I run at least 10 miles once a week, at least. Sometimes two where I'm feeling great.
1: Road work is so important, you know, and I think it's the most important thing, you know, when I trained or trained fighters back in the day. Like, that, that, that's everything. That's going to show up late in a fight when you have that kind of cardio conditioning and focus. Because, you know, for a lot of people, running's not the most interesting and fun thing in the world, but you got to remain focused. you got to get through it. you got to run that extra mile, like the expression always says. And that shows up in the ring, bro. And that's why I mentioned what I mentioned about your fitness is because I noticed, and I watch your sparring on YouTube. I'm like, man, these guys are sparring hard, brother. So, I mean, i got to give you guys props. So you, your conditioning seems great. You know, keep up the, uh, the great work, man. So you've been a pro for eight years, right? What's next for you?
0: Oh man, I felt I've been a pro for eight years, like you said, and it seems like I don't have enough rights for that. You know, I had a lot of ups and downs in my career. I got I had two surgeries on my hand, so that's two years right off that. And then you know, back in my young days, got suspended for a couple months. So I had about three years off, you know, and it's just always up ups and downs. But now I'm great. I feel good. I'm just ready to go, and I felt like I jumped right back in at the right time. I went down to 160. The weight class is packed, and I've been off for 10 months after my so-called loss to DeAndre Ware, and I'm back at a better weight class, feeling great, and I'm just ready to go. So who are you looking at at 160?
1: Obviously, like you said, we got a lot of heads down there, man. Um, It is the money division. There's a lot of people. Who are you aiming for at 160? Oh, man, you
0: know, it's only right you aim for the top dogs. What's the point of, you know, always trying to climb the ladder and stuff? I felt like I put on a great show, and like I said, I was off for a while, and I'm only gonna get better. That wasn't the best me, but it, I felt great just being under the lights, and it showed. So I'm I'm trying to get the big dogs, you know. Charles chasing um, the big the big people as well as you should. But I wouldn't mind mixing up with him. You know, I seen him that night. Um, I seen Chris Erbank that night, um, and I felt like I have what it takes to go with either one of them. And you said it. The big dogs, Canelo. That's my sparring partner. That's that's the homie. But he ain't me to his after party after the fight, so we could get it cracking. <laughs> <out>. <laughs> I,
1: I think Canelo's gonna stay somewhere around the one sixty eight, one seventy five. Yeah, we know it's hard to make. I think one sixty eight is more realistic for him, right? Because yeah. we look at what he did in the past, like year, right? And people could say what they want to say about the rocky field and thing. I still give him props for going up, you know. Because we got to look at where Canelo started his career. You know, and recently to fight at 175 and and knock out a guy like Kovalev, who is a a dangerous puncher, and I don't care where a fighter is uh, in his career, like, late stages, that power never goes away. And you saw that in that fight. Kovalev was doing very good and being responsible for himself at 175. But I think, you know, realistically for Canelo, 168 is a good look. There's a lot of winnable fights for him. Um, what I'd like to see you match up against is the likes of, like you mentioned, the Charlo, Demetrius Andrade would be a good look for you, you know, and then we got Devon and Trenko out there. It's a nice division, you know, and then there's always Triple G to mention. So yeah, man, you know, sky's the limit for you. If you could line up those fights, that would be great.
0: Yeah, you said it. Um, all those guys, you know what I'm saying? I'm not shying away from nobody. I'm ready to go. I'm just going to get better. Uh, I'm feeling younger than I did at 25. So it's go time. Outside
1: of boxing, what are your other interests?
0: Hobbies. When I'm not, uh man, when I'm not boxing, I'm thinking about boxing, or I'm just <laughs> watching boxing. It's basically um I just try to really dedicate myself to boxing at this point, because coach always tells me, "Throw in a good couple solid years, and you won't worry about it later." But I, I do a few other things. I got two daughters. I'm always with them. Really a family orient, um, a family man, and I play basketball here and there and stuff like that. Read a couple books. Not in major, but it's mostly boxing because, you know, my little brother fights, my little sister, so we're always in the boxing game.
1: And Yeah, I'm pretty much obsessed with it myself, man, f- from yeah. uh, a very early age, man. It's a beautiful sport, and it's a metaphor for life because it keeps us sharp, and, and life is a struggle and a fight, man. you got to fight through it and keep yourself sharp mentally and physically. Um, do you have uh, any interest in music? Like, what are some of the music and bands you listen to, stuff of that nature?
0: Yeah, music, oh, man. Yeah, that's one thing about me, too. Music, I like a whole bunch of oldies. Like, I could play James Brown, the OJs. I could listen to those all day. But modern music, uh, I listen to anything. It Mm could be rock and roll. I listen to really anything. Anything that has a good beat to make me work and do what I got to do, that's what I'm listening to.
1: Yeah, the reason why I ask is there's such a connection between music and and boxing and combat sports in general. Like, you know, when you see, like, the WWE, the wrestlers come out, the music pops, everyone gets energized. You know, in yeah. boxing, when the music comes out, you know, for certain fighters that have distinct sounds or the light shows going off. And then with training, you got a good song in, in your headset and you're working the bag or you're on the, doing the road work or the speed bag. You know, it really can motivate you. And a lot yeah. of the old school stuff, like you mentioned, I'm a fan of, like, James Brown and all that. And it's funny yeah. because, like, people associate, like, things with boxing to, like, aggressiveness. But the music, like, of James Brown, again, it's got some fire to it, you know. But you mentioned, like, the OJs and stuff. Like, it's chill. But it still motivates you and inspires you in a very different way. And that's what I always loved about the connection. I'm a musician myself, so I'm big into music. And I always found the combination between, you know, boxing or just combat sports and music in general interesting. Um, Are you watching any TV shows right now in between, like, when you're chilling out on your
0: downtime, hitting
1: Netflix and whatnot? You watching Um, any shows?
0: Yeah, yeah, I'm all, yeah, you know, I watch a lot of movies and stuff, but shows, um, I watch uh, Ridiculousness, uh, mm-hmm. Impractical Jokers, I like stuff like that, like Goofy, goofy <laughs> stuff like that, man, I'm really like, you know, real lay low, chilling type of guy, yeah, right. I like right. You uh, a whole bunch of Marvel movies, I watch every Marvel movie, stuff like that, like, you know.
1: Yeah, you mentioned having daughters, I have a stepdaughter myself, and we're always watching the Impractical <laughs> Jokers and all that kind of stuff. Those guys are goofy, man. They're great, though. Like, sometimes yep. I'm just like, man, how awkward can they make a situation, you know?
0: <laughs> but, yep. but just Smith is my all-time favorite. If I could get on that show, I'm, I'm, I'll be on that in a minute. <laughs> That's my favorite show, man.
1: Yeah, I, I could watch hours of that. When they do that, like the little marathon, on, I think it's on True TV or whatever. It just runs all yep. day. If, if I'm doing so, you I'm,
0: know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm chilling and watching, man. How old are your daughters? Oh, uh, one in four, one and a half, she's almost, you know, almost two, and four years old. Yeah, so, great, you know, man. They're fresh. They're real smart. Yeah.
1: So, uh, you know, to close
0: out, where kids fans find you on social media? Uh, they can find me, you know, Facebook, Ronald Ellis, uh Instagram, Twitter, and all that good stuff. It will be Revron89, R-E-V-R-O-N, 89. R-E-V-R-O-N 89. Got to get my followers up, so make sure you guys, you know, come get me. I'll follow Absolutely. right back. I'd love to
1: have you check back in on the show. We're very interested here at Leaving the Ring Network, uh, following your career and we want to thank Shear Management for setting up the interview and you were a, a great, uh, guest to have on. You're welcome back anytime. I'd like to wish you and your daughters and your family a happy holidays and thank you for coming on today, man.